0: Radio Live number 72 tonight. We've got Nano DMJ and our special guest here with us tonight, uh, Mr. Rashadi B.
1: Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me.
2: Hello.
3: I'm I'm like sitting here, and it's surreal to actually hear like metal during a live show. Like like metal vocals. <laughs> and bit. then I it's it's it makes me feel Complete.
0: <laughs> well, it does. DMJ did help out with the playlist a little bit tonight, so we've got a yes, a few songs as per his recommendation. And you
3: guys are going to be in for some fun.
0: Definitely, uh, we've got a couple of songs from our guest as well. Uh, we'll kind of get a bit more into all of that later on here in the show. But for now, DMJ, I, I realize that we've we've got a lot. I mean, it looks like we have a lot to talk about. Really, it's just you've been super into a particular game as of late. Yes.
3: Yes. Do you want me to just go into that right up top?
0: You know, I sure. Yes, OK, do it
3: because this because I could get this out faster than what it looks like. Just, on the thing.
0: Just get it out of your system. Here we go.
3: OK, so guys, Toho Azure Reflections has released on Switch. It is the bomb. Um essentially what the game is is a side scrolling version of the classic Toho title. So it's a Don Maku shooter at its core. But it adds like this bunch of this like really unique like way to play. Um because instead of you just like shooting and bombing and dodging, you also have something called barrier and Don Maku rush, which allows you to like jump across the screen and just start like literally slashing enemies pretty much. Um, like a hack and slash and then on top of that you have this equipment stuff. so as you play each play uh, each go through of the game, you can upgrade whoever heroin you're using with like weird stuff like mustaches and um what was the other one headphones and you got uh, jet packs and you can just like like shrink your hitbox or you can make uh, power blocks like appear faster and stuff like that. It's really neat. But essentially, the story of the game is it takes place directly after uh, Embodiment of the Scarlet Devil. Um, Remilia is trying to get revenge on Marissa and Rimu. So, again, the mist is back. But as soon as you go into the mansion, something is weird, and it's starting to attract everybody into Gensokyo. uh, Not into Gensokyo, but into the uh, SDM to try to figure out what the heck is going on. And um, I think the playable heroines right now are Rimu, Marissa and Sherno. Um, so, if you're into watching Sherno try to solve an incident, there you go. Hmm. Um,
0: Has that ever happened the, before? Uh, fairy Wards. Yeah, I suppose so.
3: And uh, Tan Sherno. <laughs>
0: uh, no.
3: But uh, I, th- doesn't she like, she always tries to solve the incident, but she always ends up just being the boss?
0: Yeah. Like, I'm on um, the right side, but the wrong side.
3: Yep. Um, the only downside I can find with this game is actually when you put it in handheld mode, um, the sprites are a little large, so it kind of makes it hard to play. I kind of have you kind of have to play it on a TV in order for you to get like a full, like register on everything that's going on on the screen. Because the other thing that makes this game really different is because it's side scrolling, enemies come from both sides of the screen. So it gets real chaotic, real fast as the levels go on.
0: rather than just sort of the top down like your traditional uh yeah
3: it's actually left and right in this game
0: yeah and speaking speaking of bullet hell our guest here has an album called bullet hell
1: oh yes transition yes
0: because we have to i mean we have to find one somewhere we're already out of order technically first of all typically I'll mention, hey, we have a Discord. If you want to join our community, you can join us in Discord.gg slash GR. The GR is for Soaky Radio. And we are partnered on there, and there's over a thousand other fans that you can just go chat with, and uh, it kind of turns a bit into Meme Central, so uh, you know, uh, mind the... I don't know. What, what What's a prominent meme that's that's open these days? Mind... Mind the gap. Um, I guess gap's still a meme, but
3: gap's still a meme. (laughs) That's still that's still a top 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 tier. But um, (laughs) personally, we're start. It's slowly devolving into cursed memes at this point. So we're getting into cursed images, especially in our chat. So excellent. So like, if you really want those like cursed memes, boy, let's go. Yeah, I do, Though I do have to, rec- I do have to commend the uh, commend Awu. They actually built, tried to like come up with a decent idea
0: for nothing, a Toho horror nothing game. Nothing good ever comes from Awoo.
3: but the Toho horror game was a good idea.
0: You know, actually, yeah, that was kind of a decent idea. I'll give it that. Wow. So I'll, pat
3: yourself on the back, Awoo chat.
0: That's excellent. Uh, all right so yeah uh, bullet hell is an album from Rashadi B it's a 14 track album and uh, we should we'll, we'll get a little bit more into you know who our guest is some of the work they've done and and so on and so forth uh, but I first before that want to sample, uh some of the stuff they've actually done uh, we've got a song here um, you know of, of the plethora of songs that you can choose from there's one in particular that became quite well known um, it's uh, obviously a bad apple uh, arrangement but we'll leave that one for later um mm. so I picked border of life because that's actually one of our tribe's favorite um, com- compositions our tribe is. If you don't know the person who actually created the station he's no longer around to to hang out with us but um so i wanted to play that one for him and then after that we'll get into some new music as well tonight a lot of the material that we have is from c94 we mentioned that it was just uh too recent for last show so we are gonna plug a bunch of it into this show and hopefully you guys uh like what we found so we have uh I think mostly Zara to thank for that, um, I have some material as well, but actually none of it's in this playlist, so uh, maybe next show for that stuff. Uh, so right now we'll jump into Border of Life, and after that is something from a Ad- Uh Stay tuned right here on Gansouki Radio Live, number 72. radio live number 72 tonight with the uh, lunar DMJ Nano and Rashadi B so let's hop into it shall we we've got a guest here and DMJ is sort of the point man on this uh, if you haven't been around for the last couple of shows uh, we kind of mentioned that this has been uh, somewhat of a process and now that we're finally here DMJ has literally had at least a couple months to prepare. Himself, and this is your time to shine. So, uh, okay. give us what you got, DMJ. All
3: right. So, for people who don't know, we got Rashad Eb on the show now. Rashad, hey, who are you? For people who don't know who you are,
1: uh, I'm a jerk that makes metal covers of stuff on YouTube.
3: Yes, <laughs> <And> <laughs> including it's some really Fun, really fun. Just I think that's speaking speaking of which just a little aside here your snail house cover that you just did <laughs> i was not expecting it but yeah. like i'm like really big in the snail house i'm like i love vaporwave and like future funk and all that stuff and when i yeah. saw that vapor house that snail house one i was just like oh, i really want to know what this sounds like i was so happy to hear it
1: yeah that was a uh, that that was uh, also like you kind of touched on this with like this this radio show, but that was something that kind of been like in the process for me and uh, for Ryan Lafford, the guy that I collaborated with for quite a long time, and it actually included some uh, some actual conversation with Ujiko, the guy who made uh, Pixel Galaxy to begin with, uh, because like there's like <laughs> there are so many synthesizers on that track that like you can't emulate with just like a guitar tone and like a normal like uh, keyboard tone or something. So like, and there's so many chords that are just layered against each other that we actually had to be like, can you help? We don't know what we're doing. There's too many notes. <laughs>
4: there's too many notes.
1: There really is. It's, it's it's kind of absurd, like how many tracks are layered against each other. Like, I think even for our cover, which has probably fewer than his, uh, his original, we had like, I don't have my doll in front of me, but I want to say that we had like at least 40 tracks of just synth instruments.
3: And if you guys want to, and I just saw this in chat. Yeah, he did a snail house cover. If you guys want to hear it, uh after the show it's actually sitting in uh the music channel somebody posted it up and that's where i caught it uh go listen to it it's actually really good it kind of almost reminds me of like uh, uh a little bit just like how it kind of plays out it's really oh nice. yeah I,
1: I def i definitely for for that cover that the main inspiration for that were bands like uh intervals specifically shape of color and then polyphia uh some of their newer stuff and then like helix nebula like kind of like that elevator music metal that's been like popular lately among like those guys and like Pliny and stuff like
3: that yeah it's really nice all right so you recently well recently as in a couple months ago uh, ah. released a Toho specific album Bullet Hell um, oh, yeah. and I, I I didn't hear about that actually until Jason Paradise's stream because I was because it came out and what makes it really interesting with this one is it didn't come out at Comic Cat it didn't come out well, it did come out on Bandcamp, but it didn't come out in the traditional sense of like, hey, there's a Toho release. It just appeared, uh, in the Jason stream, and I was just like, what is this? This doesn't sound like Demi Tory. This <laughs> is a Demi Tory. I know what Demi Tory sounds like. Um, turns out, like you can get Bullet Hell if you guys don't have uh, haven't heard it. You can actually listen to it on Spotify, Google yep. Play Music, Apple Music, and Bandcamp. I think right.
1: It's on a lot of stores, actually, like I I could like rattle off all the stores it's on, but basically anywhere that deals music digitally, you can probably find Bullet Hill there.
3: Now, before we go deeper into Bullet Hill, I have to ask the main question on top. Uh Uh-huh. Did you play any Toho games? prior to the release of this album or prior to developing this album
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm a fraud you no no, uh to answer your question and i've seen some people bring this up on like reddit and some other forms and stuff no i have not
3: and i mean that's fine i see a lot of people who get into toho music not knowing what toho is and i mean it's it's perfectly fine in my opinion because a lot of people are kind of like brought in the toho without even knowing about it
4: i think right
3: Like, a perfect example of, like, probably years before anybody in this chat has um, actually got in, like, started listening to Toa or getting into Toa, you've probably heard of Nick Rolled. You guys heard of it. The Ronald McDonald dance thing. Yeah, I know, to you and Owen, I know... That was mine. I listened to oh, that. Oh, the, the and Ronald Mc and McDonald praise. Insanity yeah.
1: thing. Yeah, that and uh, like, I mean, like, Bad Apple. like the Bad other Apple, I remember, yeah. I remember absolutely. seeing that back in like high school, like back in like 2007, 2008 on YouTube, like old school, and being like, I don't know what Toho is, but this is cute. This sounds really cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> I, I just think that, you know, I mean, it's, it's and I mean, it's perfectly fine to get into Toho music and to make Toho music without actually like playing the source material but like in my in my opinion i think what makes toho really um, unique is the fact the way the way zon approaches the games where it's like i don't i make games to sell my music right so it's pretty much like it's a i i consider toho more of like a musical experience as well as being like this guy's a madman he's doing this all himself
1: well, well, yeah, it certainly is, and like, there's there's a lot that I, I could ramble on forever about the importance of soundtracks to video games and how they can affect your perception of video games. So like, I really like, even though like I haven't played any Toho games myself, I do really enjoy the music and it's memorable and it makes it it's it's fun for me to cover. And like, people uh, people on YouTube who listen to my music also enjoy it. So like, I don't really see any downfall of like only being in it for like the fandom and the music.
3: Well okay so this is actually really interesting because this goes into another topic that i'm like kind of on as of late do you, do where do you think fan and this is not this is not just toho music this is like general all music where do you think because you're really big into this the mm-hmm. fan arranges and fan made remakes of music fall in the scope of like the whole musical genre so like compared to like you know I don't go out and hear Slash doing a cover of Mario. I mean, he probably done it in the past, but he doesn't like advertise it, you know? And right. I thought that was really interesting. And I think like, I want to get your take on where do you think fan arranges fall in the, I guess a hierarchy of music? Is it is it not getting the attention it deserves versus, you know you know, actual like bands? Or Um, is it comparable at this point now, at least uh, in
1: 10 years? Well, that is a very open-ended question, and that's another thing that I could talk forever about. But actually, you kind of touched on it there, the idea of covering uh, music from like video games and movies and television for people like me is actually, like when you think about it, there's so much original music out there online That you will that you have never heard of and you will never hear of just because there's so much of it and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad because it's just everywhere and there's so much it's oversaturated because now everyone has access to the internet but when you're making covers of music that people are already familiar with they come because they like, they have an emotional uh connection to the music and the thing that the music is from as opposed to the artist so really like for people like me like when i cover toho music uh like I, I attract fans of the series and then they discover me so it's 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 beneficial for me but in in terms of like do i think it's comparable to like mainstream pop radio music uh you know i that's another one where it's hard to say like i want it well, my I'm, gut says no but then there's someone like Jonathan Young who has 20 million views on a cover of the one punch man op on his channel
3: well here's the thing here's the thing like i was talking about like do you feel like people like uh, I want uh you and family jewels and Jonathan Jonathan Young Caleb Hiles are getting kind of like not as much as attention compared to like somebody like John Petrucci or somebody like that because I would personally believe like youtube artists who do covers are just as capable, if not more, than probably some of our bigger artists, especially in the metal scene today. In some, in some aspect or something like that. Because I mean, recently, um, I on Clone Hero, I played a cover by uh, a cover of the Pokey Rap that just came out with Austin Dickey on it, and I was just like, "Holy crap! This is amazing!" Yeah. And. I was just, and I, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, fan music. I think, I guess, music—the the music snobs out there look down on it. Like, I, I I guess there's like like that's already been done. Do something new. I think that's what they
1: kind um, of. I, I, I don't know if I get that impression. Like, I, I don't like the first part of your question. Do I think that cover art? If I'm understanding correctly, do I think cover artists and cover musicians like myself? uh, receive less attention than we're entitled to.
3: Yeah, I guess that's Uh, what I'm trying to get at.
1: Um, I, I think that would have to go on a case by case basis because like, there are some, there's some cover channels out there, like frog leap studios, Jonathan Young, they get millions and millions and millions of views over the course of a month, like so many views. But then there's a lot of artists out there, uh, who put out consistently good work. And yeah, I would say that they don't receive enough attention, at least in my opinion, and I could name a few here if you don't mind me dropping some shoutouts. Oh yeah, totally. Drop some names. Alright, so if you're not familiar with uh, Ryan Lafford, he's somewhat, He's the guy that I did the Pixel Galaxy cover with. He only has like 3,000 subscribers on his channel and he does amazing work. Toxic X Eternity is another metal guy some of you are pro- Yo. uh, probably familiar with. Yeah, he's amazing. Go check him out. Uh, Johnny Atma, Gay Metal, he's fantastic. Little V Mills, he's fantastic. Of course, there's like, you know, Family Jewels. Like, he's, he's a household name at this point in the world of like metal covers, but like, Man, I I can get down to the nitty-gritty, like, Tetramino, VG Band, AH
3: Music. Oh, dude, 16 in Mono.
1: 16 in Mono, yeah, yeah. All all fantastic. And some of these guys only have, like, a couple thousand subs. They don't get much attention, and I sit down and I listen to their covers. I'm like, these dudes put me to shame. These guys are so good. Like, so, I think it's really, like, a case-by-case thing because of the nature of YouTube and the nature of, like, music finding an audience is just... It's so... I don't want to say luck-based because that sounds dirty, but, like, it... It's just you can't really tell, you know. Like that, I can't really give a specific answer to that.
3: Yeah, I, I can, I can get that because, like, and and here's something I, I, I kind of also think about. A lot of times when I look at cover cover videos, especially people like you know you or mm-hmm. Family Jewels or um, even Frog Leap Studios, it seems like you guys have a lot more fun in the process of making the music, because you it seems like you guys have like a lot of attachment to the music um, going into making it. So, I, I feel like, does that that um, attachment to that music help you go into the process with a better mood compared to like starting from scratch on something you've never done before?
1: Well, this is another instance of like doing a case-by-case thing, because if you ask me how much I cared about uh, my cover from like like a Chrono Trigger cover, which is a game that I played a lot when I was a kid, and I do have an emotional attachment to because it's nostalgic for me. I would say, yeah, absolutely. I think that fuels really good ideas. However, as I just said, I have not really played any Toho games despite being familiar with the music in the series. But the music is still fun for me to cover because I can listen. I can sit down and listen to it, and be like, this is basically already lending itself towards a power metal arrangement, and I know people will enjoy this, and I'm enjoying it. So, like, I don't think having, like, a personal connection to the music ahead of time is, like, necessary for putting out a good arrangement or a good cover. I think it's just, at least in my case, it's almost kind of a challenge to be like, all right, I'm going in almost, like, halfway blind with this, but I still want to make this enjoyable for myself and for, like, people who listen to me, and I want to challenge myself to make it as cool as I can and still give it, like... If I want to give it a gent spin or if I want to give it like a more like synthy, like EDM type of spin. And like, I always kind of like try to challenge myself to do that. But I think like having a personal investment in the music I'm covering, I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think that's necessary.
3: That's really interesting. Now, I heard you just say that um, you you, when you hear a song, you kind of like know where it's going. And I want to kind of get your general consensus. When you heard a lot of the original Toho music, um from zon himself were you sitting there and like sitting there and you were just going through your head you know oh this is good for power metal oh this is good for Gent. but were there any times where you were thinking like you know what i should totally go off the wall with this
1: well i think uh man because like t- like toho music is all pretty thoroughly rooted in kind of like that one specific genre of like power metal, at least a lot of the classic stuff that I covered. Obviously, Bad Apple is a little different, but I mean, that's not, you know, that's like the one, the version I'm talking about is like the popular version that is a cover in itself. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, most of the time I sit down, I'm like, no, yeah, this is power metal. This is like, I'm going to add stuff on top of it to make it more fantastic. And I've heard a lot of people be like, wow, this sounds like Dragon Forest or, oh, this sounds like Enzaphirim or like some like, you know, like Finnish power metal band. But for me, that's the goal because that music is exciting. But yeah, to answer your question, most of the time specifically with Toho Music, it's almost always like, I gotta make this fast and make it like, hit hard.
3: Ooh. So, uh, yeah, that's really nice. So, um, this is gonna, uh, I guess we're gonna go into our next music session here, I believe? Yeah. yeah, and just I think uh, that's what I'm getting. And getting just the a... feeling of...
0: Yeah, just a moment here. Uh, I've got a couple of songs lined up. One is from Tama Onsen, and the other one is from uh, Serifit, actually. They published an album at C94 as well, so um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen a whole lot of them recently, so uh, that one is Afterlife, and after that is from the album Lives. So we'll hop right into it here and get Soky Radio Live, number 72.
4: Let
5: to ka
6: Ah, 幻想共産すら幻想共産すらアーアー何だっていい何だっていい yeah yeah Let's get it on like, die, 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 get on. 山を怖い谷を怖い今日はどこへ？ Yeah. 恐だました構造の刃を奥にのせ Yeah. 魔界の山の精 Yeah. 覗かされる神降せ Yeah. 勇くて必死ななたったら風に任せたまま。Why？ Why？ 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 why 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 to go. そうは知れちょっと Let's get in low。まだ見ぬチェーンみなぎるチェーンわがめぬチェーン来るまでチェーン繋げる好奇心非常識か常識の元素かみな会話がたまからせんと今日ほらヘッドホンつけて話聞いてないこっちは知った口で聞いてない uh, 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 Let's get in go!
0: It's Kinsoki Radio Live tonight with uh, Rashadi B, and we have just got through a kind of lightning round of questions, uh, an in depth conversation sort of, if you will, about all things related to fan arranges and their prominence and credit to people who do covers of different things. It's very interesting, Um, but I think you had uh, a couple more here, and then we'll kind of move on to our community submitted questions, which are through our forums. Now, if you haven't submitted a question right now, we've only had a couple people actually do this, but... uh, Feel free to let us know if you've got just a short, simple, something or other. Heck, it could be what's your favorite color. I don't know. Um, and uh, we'll kind of pick and choose uh, which ones we think are, are good, and we'll ask them here on the air. So uh, we'll start with you, DMJ. Everyone else, uh, if you've got something, head over to the forums, and uh, we'll pick it up from there.
3: All right. So, Rashad, hey. first, thing, first things first, what was your favorite song on this album on Bullet Hell? That was your favorite to arrange.
1: Favorite to arrange, probably uh Lunar Clock Lunar Dial. Yes. Because yes. like it that ended up uh just being way more fun than I thought it would be. And I don't know if any of you are familiar with the band Protest the Hero, but it reminds me a lot of a Protest the Hero arrangement.
3: I know so much about Protest the Hero thing. <laughs> um what's really actually interesting was Lunar Clock Lunar Dial outs is like the most underrated Sakura theme i think out there because everyone's like oh knight of Nights, knight of Nights! i love lunadial oh it's so good and this one is easily the best that i've heard i, yeah, I, I thank you <laughs> it's so much also going kind of back to the um question about did you play toho previously did you actually also listen to any uh, Toho circles going in to kind of get a general idea of where a, lo- a lot of the space within the Toho metal scene fits. Because I know uh, Jason Stream plays a lot of Demi Tori, mm-hmm. and I don't know like how exposed to the Toho mu- music circle world you are.
1: I was I went in completely blind aside from the few like like I said like I had heard like the Bad Apple thing back in high school and I was familiar with like the Ronald McDonald Insanity thing and then just a few stray uh not even covers just songs here and there and i was like throughout the entirety of all of that i was just always like what 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 is toho yeah (laughs) but nope i i I, I went in blind oh man
0: okay so if if i may then as a follow-up to that because it's interesting how we've sort of mentioned here on the show before that a lot of people in the west if they know about the games just may not know about all of the fan creations behind it not just the music but artwork and, and everything else that goes along with it but the music in yeah. particular is is huge like at mm-hmm. there is an event in Japan called Comic Market or Comiket for short and at you know for for several years in a row Toho Project was the largest like fan, the IP represented <laughs> by the fans so That's really cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I find that like the most interesting thing where it's like this one game made by one dude has the largest following
0: and, at their and version of current day. Uh, I, current yeah. day, I think it's still the second largest or something. Yeah. Um, I haven't that seen that. Is the really wild, largest, but yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so there's the question that I think is on everyone's mind: How did you get Christina V on a cover of Bad Apple? I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Like, <laughs> well, what's that story?
1: Uh, it's not as fantastic as you might expect. Uh I uh had a mutual friend that I knew through like Jonathan Young and some other people who had a connection to Christina V and I was familiar with her vocal cover from, you know, several years ago that everyone seems to be familiar with. And I was like, no, that may kinda that might be kinda cool if, if, if she wanted to reprise her role for that. So I literally just asked the mutual friend, like, hey, Uh, I know this is kind of weird, but could you ask uh, Christina if she'd be at all interested in doing another cover of Bad Apple and, like, make it metal? And then, like, she actually got back to me, like, pretty quickly, and he was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Like, it was pretty just, like, (laughs) cut and simple, like...
3: Oh, man, because, like, that is easily one of my favorite, like, if you were to pick any track on this song, it has to be that Bad Apple cover, because there's, like, this little, (laughs) like, after you do, like, the intro, there's, like, this bridge where you do, like, this gent, and I was just, like,
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you dug it. Oh, I so dig it. I hope that it's sound was, a, was a
0: good thing. I'm not actually sure.
3: Oh yeah, that sound was a good thing. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> I, I, I make a lot of weird noises with my mouth just uh-huh. in general outside of the show. And it's much weirder than that. Okay. So let's <laughs> um So I guess let's get to some uh community questions. Let's see what the see what you guys on the forums asked.
0: All right, we uh let's see. You guys are a bunch of lazy people that are just gonna leave it to these two folks for the question. So, all right.
1: That's okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we already discussed. We already found out that you know Toho games. No, wait. We, we haven't gone there, uh, so we can't have a favorite game because of that. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, of the of the songs that you were aware of, I guess you have a very limited selection to choose from. But was there a favorite? a song or composition that stood out um not specifically stuff that you've arranged but perhaps just other things that you've heard out there
1: related to toho you mean that's correct i mean honestly like uh like okay so like i'll just preface by saying the the way the the idea for covering toho music uh for me actually came from temi chang like like she was like she literally i don't know if you're familiar with her she's one of the artists that worked on undertale and she like, uh, her and I were just like talking on Messenger and she's like, hey, you should uh, you should try covering some Toho music sometime. And I, liked, I was like, oh yeah, I, I remember I was sitting in an airport and I was flying back from Mexico at the time. So I just pulled up my phone and it was roaming and I pulled up YouTube and I started just like listening to stuff. And actually like to answer your question is like hack as it might sound. Uh, the first thing that's going to show up when you search Toho music is more often than not going to be that bad Apple rendition. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that like 10 times. I was like, God, this is so good. And then I started listening to like you know, the actual in-game songs like uh, Owen and, and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is all so fun. Like, there's a problem with a lot of modern games, in my opinion, that just have lazy soundtracks. So one of the things that really, like, drew me in like, from the perspective of Toho music initially, was how energetic and how fun the music was. Uh, so I guess to ulti- I, I know I went on a tangent there, but ultimately, to answer your question, uh, I'd, I'd say the the arrangement of Bad Apple.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, this next one is a question that I can't easily answer because I'm just not that into the game. So if you can't answer it, that's fine. But the question is, do you have a favorite character from the series?
1: (laughs) I was hoping you wouldn't uh, ask uh, me that. (laughs) Well, Uh, it's not me. It's someone else. (laughs) Well... You're asking me the question, man. No, I'm I, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think Cherno's fun just because everyone like memes on her. It's, I don't know. She seems like a fun character. Like, I couldn't honestly give you like a real answer because, like I said, I haven't like played any of the games.
0: Well, yeah, and there's also like more than hundred characters or
1: something. So honestly, yeah, you know, like so? bazillions. I've only I'm only familiar with, roughly with like twenty or thirty.
0: Yeah, what about that character on your album cover?
1: <laughs> um, okay, so oh. I mentioned Temi, and I literally. Okay, I, I know you're like you're referring to her, but like I, I literally just messaged Temmie and I was like, "Hey, do you want to do the album cover for my for my album? I don't know what to do." And she was like, "Yeah, what do you want?" And I said, "I don't know, something cool." And then she just made that and it was really good. So <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, sure, something cool." Hey, it works. <laughs> something cool. I literally told her, "Do whatever you want."
3: Hold on, I, I do want to interrupt the questions for a minute because I did rem- just remember something really critical I wanted to ask. Um, I noticed that you said that you only have a handful of physical copies of bullet hell left are they still available
1: there's like uh five or four sitting next to me depending on if someone had bought one in the last like hour or so I am going to get a uh, rest assured I am going to get another run of physical copies because they have been selling pretty well like surprisingly um so even if they do go out of stock uh I will be getting probably another batch of like 100 150 something like that Mm -hmm. next like month or two
3: cool cuz that was that was something i was like really kind of like for our for our fan base that kind of wants to get a hold of the cd but haven't purchased a physical copy yet
1: yeah um
3: that would be something i would really want to make sure cuz i know you said like there was 10 left like a couple days ago there's
1: so. not many like they, we like uh my editor and manager Rachel and i like we we sat down and we like had just gotten back from a con where we actually sold a bunch of those and we're like wait a minute how many of those were meant for online sales did we did we mess up? Did we oversell our online stock? Do we are we out of stock? But we actually had a couple left over. So if you want to go grab them, they're available. There's just not that many left.
3: Twelve dollars.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: It's they're right there on uh, RashadEB.com. It's literally the like past the fold is the first album. Yeah, it's, of it's
1: under the uh, the merch category, I believe.
0: Yeah. Oh.
3: Let's pl- let's plug that in chat.
0: Hey. <laughs> go for it. Uh, while you're doing that, let's see, uh, ba 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 um, so I know you've done other covers of, like, other, you know, from other games, you've, mm-hmm. uh, besides the Bullet Hell, you've got the, uh, the cover of, uh, Undertale, and you've, you've done at least songs or singles here and there of other games. Um, I'm not aware of any other albums besides those two, um... So correct me if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm
1: wrong, but uh... Uh, I I do have uh, a digital only uh, Soulsborne cover album called Ash and Blood uh, that was released back in like super early 2017 I want to say that wasn't really like a huge thing that was more or less just like a couple covers that I had made over the course of like a couple years and polishing them up and uh, put some new ones on there and you know it was fun but it wasn't like a huge release like Bullet Hell or Determination was. Fair enough.
0: Um, So, with, like, I mean, you were not initially aware of this, but there is really just, when it comes to the music that comes from the Toho Project series, there is an absolute ton to choose from. Uh, Knowing what you know now, sort of, about how that album, Bullet Hell, has been received, Mm -hmm. uh, is there any consideration for perhaps doing a follow-up to that?
1: Yeah, I've thought about that, and a lot of people have asked me about it. And I've, if it does happen, I've already committed to titling the album "Bullet Hell Two: colon, Pellet Heck." Uh, but but uh, yes. that, yeah, yeah, because it has to happen. Um, but I, you <laughs> know, I'm <laughs> not sure.
3: Pellet Heck, guys. Hashtag
1: <laughs> uh I'm not. 100% sure about that because like I still plan on continuing to like swing back to doing Toho stuff every now and then just because it is a lot of fun and I know a lot of people that follow my channel really like my like they they come to expect it so I don't want to drop it completely and I enjoy doing it um, it's it's almost like I've done I've done so many I think of all the series that I've covered from games that I've covered on my channel except maybe Undertale Toho has the most single covers for me so like I've almost become comfortable with just arranging uh, arranging toho music just because it's like it's almost second nature just because it's like fun and i don't know i i kind of know what to expect when i'm jumping into a zon arrangement so i don't want to say that it's not going to happen uh, but i couldn't give you a direct answer as to whether or not it's going to happen soon fair enough I'm okay let's let's step back
0: <laughs> let's back uh step back from toho project for a second here and the, sure. the question is Seeing as you covered Persona Five tracks in the past, have you considered covering songs from, say, the mainline Shin Megami Tensei games as well?
1: Uh, That's unfortunate. I mean, like I played like Persona Five from that like that whole spiel, but like any other games relating to that, including Shin Megami Tensei, like I haven't. uh, I'm not super familiar with it. I do have a lot of people asking me to cover music from those games, which you know I'm, I'm not. I don't have any problems with, so that could happen. Um, if people want to make recommendations to me, I'm always I'm always open. So like, if you just want to like shoot me a tweet or something, be like, hey, you should check out this cover, like, or you should check out the song and maybe cover it. You know, just shoot me a suggestion. I'm always down. You know, if something strikes, if something like hits me, like, oh wow, I have a cool arrangement idea for that. Then yeah, I'll probably do it.
3: Don't we know somebody from Persona that worked on Persona? Uh,
0: yeah. Well, as well as Shimagami Tensei, actually. Uh, yeah. Sean Chiplock has has voiced roles in each of those for the English dub, so. And for
3: those not in the know, he was one of the original starting cast of this podcast.
0: Yep, yep. Of the, what was it, I think the first four or five of us, it was, like, myself, Fire Tribe, Nano, Sean, and that was, yeah, it was kind of... I think it was that was kind of it before me. Before you, and then Puzzle, and then uh, Zara. Zara. And yeah, we kind of went on from there. Imurak was in mm-hmm. there for a while. Anyway, just kind of... That's very
1: cool.
0: Uh, a bit of nostalgia. Um, okay, and I guess the last one here, because we don't really have anything else going on, but of the videos that you've done, because I, for those of you out there who haven't caught on to this, uh, you are indeed a YouTuber as well. Uh, someone mm-hmm. out there... Uh, do you have a favorite video of a
1: uh, Toho arrangement that you've done? Uh, f- n- discounting arrangement perspective, because we already touched on that. But from a sheer video perspective, I- I'm really happy with how bad Apple turned out.
3: The silhouettes made me so happy. Thank that, you so That much. was uh,
1: m- that was like my editor's idea, and that was like quite a lot of work to get that to come to fruition. But yeah, that was that was fun. I really like how that turned out.
3: Though I do have a favorite video And it's a very recent one And that is the gas, gas, gas one
1: Like That had to
3: be the most fun to watch I think
1: That was a lot of fun to make Actually, that that was a riot Gosh, oh like
3: gosh. The little cars The
1: moment when the car came in I'm like, oh my gosh <laughs> that, that was the best uh, $130 I've ever spent on a prop Excellent. Wait, that's
3: $130 a
1: piece? Uh, $70 <laughs> Like, thir- like uh, $65 a piece
3: Still, you ripped the wheel off one of them.
1: You know, I didn't tell Caleb to do that. Let I didn't tell Caleb or John it. to do that, but I did tell I did tell them ahead of time. Like, you know, I don't really expect these these little cars to make it through this shooting, and that's perfectly okay because I bought them for this sh- for this video. And then Caleb took that to mean, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna completely destroy this prop by the time we're done. And actually, <laughs> at the end of the video, like when the cars have been mostly torn to pieces. I touched on this in the comments, but if you if you pay attention, you can, you'll see that John uh, John specifically like kind of reclines and throws a steering wheel up in the air, and then the camera shakes and the green screen turns into a blue, like a Windows blue screen in the background because the wheel actually hit my camera person. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of that that video like was a lot of fun to make.
3: Oh man, that one that one's easily like when I. Because I remember that coming out shortly after I messaged you on Twitch and I was just like, yes, gas, 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 let's do this.
1: Yeah, I remember Jason, I think actually you, I think you contacted me with like when Jason basically had like a watch party, like he pulled that up and he was like, oh God, we're watching this.
3: Yes, and I had the world's most trash connection at my work. So it was oh, just man. like every, every, I had to go home and re watch it because I was just like, I only caught like still frames at some points. I heard the song and it sounded great, but I got still frames and I was just like, oh
1: man. Aw. It was, but, it was fun. I think, I think that's actually clipped on his channel if you want to like relive it with the chat, like what it's saying, uh, because that's how I saw it. I wasn't there live, but yeah, yeah that, that, that whole like everything, like, well, putting together the instrumental for Gas, Gas, Gas and mixing the vocals was a massive headache because there that was just such an intense track, but everything surrounding it was a lot of fun.
3: I, I do have one question, and uh, I think it, this is coming from when Jason did Family Jewels, but I want to ask, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite guitar to play? Like, because I know you play a lot, and I know you ha- probably yeah. have sponsors and everything.
0: Isn't it the... Do something? The splash screen on the website has several guitars.
1: Yeah, like, man, that's that's a tough call because, like, like, I have, uh, I have three go-to guitars, not including my bass, if you want to, like, count that. Three go-to guitars and, like, and then, like, another two that I like to use occasionally. And I like them all for different reasons. So, like, it really depends on which cover I'm making. So, like, in the case, for example of uh, in the case of that Pixel Galaxy cover that I just put up, the Snail's House cover, uh, the tone of my PRS, the black guitar with the birds and the inlays, uh, the tone of that lends itself much better to kind of like that smooth, like jazz, pop, rock, progressive vibe that I was going for. Whereas the Ernie Ball guitar kind of has more of like a processed modern like metal tone, Uh, but they also both have their advantages. Like the, the Ernie Ball guitar is a lot lighter and it has a fixed it has a floating bridge whereas the PRS has a bridge that like has a uh, it's a bridge that's perfectly fine but I can't do like crazy whammy bar stuff with it and then the brown guitar the mayonnaise, is honestly just like such a good guitar from a construction strength, uh, construction standpoint and I know this is boring and you wanted a simple answer and I'm good I can oh, pull no, up about this forever. I actually but...
3: enjoy this I love I love music tech stuff it's so yeah, fun to listen to you
1: know I, I have so many guitars not because i like to just be like oh look at all my like i i have so many guitars because they all suit a different application of the covers that i'm making and all so right. I, it really depends but like i think from just overall my favorite guitar probably the black prs just because it's so much fun
3: Ooh. So here's my next follow-up question. All
0: right, sure, last one here. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah.
3: okay, this one's re- this one's kind of like really funny and I really want to ask this. Jared yeah. Dine has his 18 string. Andrew Baina has his 10 string. What is the goofiest guitar that you own?
1: The goof, the goofiest the guitar goofiest,
3: that I own? The goofiest guitar. Do you have like that goofy I'm, guitar? I I'm, that's I'm, just like, I'm vanilla is-
1: man, all of my guitars are six strings.
3: You don't, you, but you don't have like an Hello Kitty that you've nope. tried before or something like that?
1: No, like I, have, I, don't, feel- I don't have any joke guitars. I guess I'm just boring. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry oh, to disappoint.
6: Man.
1: Oh, 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 I do have an interesting story, though. Uh, All right. So, you know the... Uh, so, I have the black PRS. Oh. And I have the other guitars. But are you familiar with that orange PRS that, were, that was featured in some of my earlier videos? Yes. Okay. So, I didn't actually buy that. Uh, and it wasn't, like, a gift from PRS or anything. What happened was uh, it... Uh, so there's a band that I draw a lot of influence and inspiration from called Between the Barry to Me, and yes. back, yeah, yeah, yeah. And back in 2011, they released an EP called uh, Hypersleep Dialogues, I think, or no, that's uh, I can't remember the name of the album. It's their 2011 EP, and they uh, they had a promotion going on through one of their like publishers or something, for a uh, 2011 PRS Custom 24SE. And they're like, hey, follow us on Facebook and shoot us an email and you could win this guitar. And I just sent an email thinking like, oh, whatever, this is all. This is always just a joke, but I figure why not. Six months later, I get an email from the publisher and they're like, hey dude, what's your home address? for sending you a guitar. And I was like, is this a joke? And they're like, no joke, what's your address? And that guitar is the one that I feature in all of my, like my Undertale videos, has it in all of them. All of my stuff prior to 2016 features that guitar and it was free sent to me by my favorite band.
3: Oh man.
1: So, but as far as like wacky guitars go, or it's like 15 strings or like it's flower shaped. No, I don't have anything wacky like that.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm so, I'm so jealous because Between the Barrier and Me is like a solid band. Oh
1: yeah, like, they're great. Easily,
3: easily, like I got at least four of their records just sitting on my Spotify playlist. And I just have them going sometimes on loop when I was just like, I don't want to listen to humanity's last breath today. I don't want to listen to that whammy pedal anymore.
1: Uh-huh. Yep.
3: Uh, um. So I guess throw it back to Lunar if he's got anything else.
0: No, that's about it for this one. That was definitely the largest uh, break we've had so far during the show. Uh, Zara's, or yeah, uh, Nano's going to switch out. Zara's going to come in during the next break here. And uh, so let's hop into the next one. We've got something from Seated With Liquor, Stay By My Side. Of course, this was one of DMJ's recommendations. And after that, we've got something from the album Cleave Spark from East New Sound. This is Gonzoica Radio Live number 72. seventy-two tonight with uh, DMJ, myself, Rashad, and we've got Zara joining us now. Like I mentioned earlier, hello,
2: hi. So I was cooking with gas, gas, gas. Ah, uh, yes, of course you were. Should have, uh, yeah.
0: All right, so we've covered a lot of things to do with uh, the game that DMJ has been getting into, and our guest, of course. Um, a lot of really interesting stuff there. So, But uh, there's been some updates with the station as well, and it's just something that we talk about during every one of these shows, because it's a good opportunity to tell all of you about it. Uh, but first of all, of course, we've normally got countries and listeners, uh, once again, not able to see exactly who's listening, but we typically have people from all over the place, including the US, the UK, Japan, Germany, France, Canada... Um, bunch of other places. Uh, I don't have the specific list in front of me, but uh, that's pretty much as good as I can do right now. So, thanks everyone for listening uh, who is listening out there, and to everyone who is supporting. I just want to mention uh Thank you. He's our sole sponsor for uh, LSM, as well as Meme Slayer, Wanamango, General Coolman, NoZoner, Owner, Mr. Sketchy Kaguro Days, Arani, Kisone Kinoma, and everyone else who is part of. The, uh, support group at uh, LSM. If you are interested um, in supporting, if you like what we do here at GR and some of our other side projects that we occasionally mention throughout our community and on these shows and our forums and all of that stuff, uh, you can do so. It uh, is pretty easy to just hop on over to patreon.com slash media and uh we thank you for your support Uh, a lot of that goes to just you know making sure that we're still alive uh and if you if if patreon doesn't doesn't sound good to you then we also have shirts and mugs on our website and that's just another way to do it um i think the price of the shirt on the website is actually a couple dollars more than the actual price that you'd pay uh i don't I have to look into that. I think that might be an error, but that's totally your opportunity to legitimately get a shirt for a couple dollars cheaper than it would normally be. So uh, if you haven't grabbed one yet, maybe it's a... You should capitalize on that. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) So there's actually been some really cool stuff that we've uh, been dealing with over the past uh, month or so. since the last show, we now have actual real land-based internet. Um, we are, no, we're no longer needing to go to, you know, uh, our alternate location in St. Paul or wherever else to do this show. Uh, I think, was it last show or the show before? One of them we actually did off of our, the, the, if you don't know, the way we've had internet from like February or March all the way up until a week ago is just a verizon wireless hotspot and so for that entire time things like watching high definition youtube videos or streaming full quality music or like anything that has anything to do with game updates on steam or or anything like that like i remember when what was it, like, Totally Accurate Battlegrounds or whatever that that game was on Steam was was free. Did we ever
2: get to play that?
0: No, because when it came out, it was like free for a day or two or something, Uh, and then it went up to just its regular price. I got it, but I couldn't download it because my connection wasn't good enough, and besides that, like, I wouldn't have been able to play it just because even if I had the game, connection wasn't good enough. That's just the way we were living from February up until a week ago. But now, like DM- DMJ mentioned, we have fiber. Um, the, the hilarious part of this whole experience is, like, n- noticing all the little steps that they're, the utility people are doing out there, getting it gradually ever closer to the point where it's fully connected. So, like, first the conduit went in. You know, They were digging a trench with this huge, like, awkward-looking machine. Uh, Take the, the trenches, boys. The fiber went in, and the fiber, like the actual cable, was like taped to the side of our house on the box that sticks out out there. For like from May up until a week ago, it was just sitting there, saying, "I'm physically here, but I'm not actually here." So. And I've got a photo or something I can post later, but like, it's just silly because there's just big green X in a bundle of cables and I can't use anything from it.
2: It's okay. Lunar has consumed his fiber one.
0: Yeah.
3: So how does, how well, does it feel seeing videos in full HD again?
0: You know, it's great because the first time I loaded up a YouTube video it was actually something from LTT and it automatically switched up to 1440. And I was like, wow, I can actually do this. This is ridiculous. Like when I say HD, I mean like 720 was a rare occurrence, 480 was normal, 320 was also normal. Sometimes it'd go all the way down to 144 if like other people were using the connection. That's just, that was life, that was reality for like the past six months or whatever. Anyway, I'm enough complaining about that. That's all in the past now. We're here in the fiber age, and we don't have like blazing fast internet because it's still super expensive out here. But we have good enough internet where I don't have to worry about any of that anymore. And Welcome it's to Flavor pretty Town. Pretty good. Um, so what does that all mean for you guys out there? Well, one of the first things I did when we got this is I worked on some of our back-end infrastructure. We set up a, a file share between all of the staff members at GR. Um, the, actually, I think it was Atomics in chat who asked this question before the show started, in that, you know, how, how does the library at Gensokio Radio work? Where does all the music come from? Where is it stored? Like, uh, Where does it come
3: from, Cotton Eye
0: that's not what I was getting at, but okay. <laughs> nice. Thank you. And and the, the the answer is it's distributed. Like some of us, there you know, there, there's a lot of physical copies of albums that we each sort of have. I have some. DMJ has some. Zara has some. Uh, Emurak has a ton, and by a ton I mean like a thousand physical albums. It's amazing.
3: He's a madman. He is a, a madman. I don't know how he does it. And he, he lives next to me.
0: Fun fact. Well, I I already told you this, but he was selling that, but he wanted $15,000 for it.
3: I know, and I've seen what his collection is, and all of them are in pristine condition. He takes great care of his albums.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess my argument though is that they they weren't new. Like 15 is like dojin shop new in Japan.
2: But anyway, Whatever. I, I, think
3: re- the, he, I think he's trying to recoup the. I think he's. He was trying the, to. Was trying I to mean, put, you can get away
2: with it over here just because of the insane markup that goes into albums that come over here. I'm in this situation. I understand
0: why. I mean, he was trying to like raise money for a down payment on a on a mortgage or something. So, it makes sense. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like that. You know, we we used to be able to tap into that. Now we we don't own it because he's no longer part of the staff. So.
3: You know what's kind of funny, though, and the irony of all of that is the same reason why he sold his album collection is the same way he got his album collection because he goes on Yahoo! JP Auctions and buys it from people who are either selling them off to pay for houses or selling them off because their girlfriend said they can't have the collection anymore.
2: Hey, the housing market in Japan is big right now. (laughs) Is it? Yeah,
0: land in in Tokyo specifically is... uh...
2: Well, it's just as the, uh, as the population is declining, there's more, like, there are more and more people trying to buy, like, second houses. Interesting.
0: I, I guess I wasn't aware of the second house thing, but why, why, why would people want second houses? To, like, rent them out to other people,
2: or what? Well, a house in the city for, uh, for business, work, stuff like that, and then a house in the country for actually having space. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's fair, I guess. So yeah, with all of that, uh, since all of our material is distributed, we have always kind of had this challenge of like, DMJ has new music, how does he share the music with the main library? How does it get onto the station? And our solution at the time was like this file server that kind of sort of worked, but it was difficult to connect to and not the easiest thing to deal with. So what we've gone ahead and done is we have a much more modern cloud-based solution and that's not like storing it on someone else's server it's storing it on our server uh sort of as a central hub for uh just making sure that we have the content because like DMJ how many times has it happened where you've said hey wait I thought you had that album how do you not have this
3: 150 times a day like
0: (laughs) but you (laughs) you you get the idea though like so the goal is to eliminate that problem by having just one place where that all goes and and also there's like a bunch of duplicate copies in places and so all that needs to be cleaned up it's a it's a data project it's a it's a thing which you guys should be interested in because it means that we'll have more complete collection of of what we actually have and be able to play that for you uh, in the regular rotation on the station so
3: well, what makes it also really nice is we we finally standardized a way to place music in there too. So it's no longer like, all right, where is it? Where is it? Uh, now we got like a way. It's like, okay, you posted it on this date. So we searched the date. We got like folders, date and names, and go, through, okay, a, there's the albums.
0: That's always been the format, but it's never been observed as strictly as it's as I'm trying to get it to be moving forward. As supposed
2: to me just drowning Lunar and. In- Holders. Yeah,
0: no. Zara's Zara like, yep. here's here here's a link to Dropbox, and I'm like, Zara, it's still gonna take me four hours to download this. I can't do this.
3: Well, something I'm gonna try to do in the past is uh, in the future, sorry, is to um because I I have a lot of importation issues with my card.
0: Yeah, like so a- I'm going anytime... over to uh,
3: Bandcamp and trying to get a lot of the lesser known stuff and seeing how good that stuff is. A lot of Western stuff, too.
0: Yeah, and if you're mentioning that, I'll also mention uh, booth.pm occasionally will also have uh, events, or I guess just regularly they sell things as well. Uh, But you can find some more obscure groups out there. It's obscure groups in an obscure uh, fan fan game genre.
3: it's so weird to explain, like, we're a niche, and then we have niches within the niche, and then those niches also have niches. And it's just like, n- and we're septic. It's, it's,
0: it's, it's not like it's not just saying that. Like, we have specific examples. Yeah, like, there, we do. What was it? There, There's a circle called Medicine Factory, and they're on booth.pm, and I don't know if they've ever had a, a uh, table at Comic-Con or anything, but... I mean, they they could maybe. I don't know. I don't actually even know if they're based in Japan or where they're based. But uh, like, just there's there's wall circles. There's all the rest of the circles, and then there's circles that are kind of off the radar from all of that. And that's diabolic
3: that, phantasma.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that one nobody knows, but I do. It gets interesting. I
3: if, if you have not heard diabolic phantasma, please go listen to them. Symphonic. Technical death metal in the vein of Rings of Saturn. Oh.
2: Yeah. I think my favorite. Um, I think my favorite circle name is Chill Tomato.
0: Yeah, Chill Tomato, or the one I mentioned last show was uh, Flap Frog. Feta. <laughs>
3: I know one of name that's called Feta. I just know the name though. I like that. Like name. The cheese. I like feta cheese. Yep. Huh. Yep, that's
0: pretty like... fat. Interesting. Yeah. uh... Rashad, what do you think of all this? Are, uh, that I, was a lot to take in. <laughs> actually, actually, I don't know. Would would you? I mean, you're you're not really a circle, but it's 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 almost <laughs> kind of like it's the seismics thing where like he's sure he's part of Kusayama Records, but his album isn't like in our library. It's just classified by the album or by the artist name, and not by a circle name. It's one of the only instances where that happens. So like if Rashad's music were ever to end up in our regular rotation, uh, it would just be under, I think, Rashad, you know, like it, it, there's no circle name that we can use. Whereas the, the the whole organization of like the concept of what a music circle is, is similar to what a band is,
1: except it's just slightly different from that. And I have to profess my ignorance here. I'm actually looking up the Wikipedia for the. Topic because I didn't even know that it existed. It was circles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm it's, sorry. It's
3: big in the Dojin scene, what? like
4: a not just for Toho. Circle.
3: Not just like for Toho, but like for g- in general for all uh, a lot of Dojin stuff. Vocaloid. Uh, I know there's some circles that do stuff for Cancale. Like circles exist just for the sole purpose of releasing fan music
4: what? out there.
3: Perfect
0: I- circle. <laughs> oh, well, my goodness, I think. I, I feel like, like a circle. I feel like the concept of a circle is, and I could be completely wrong, but more or less, uh, like a, a circle can be a single person, like like Shibayan. I think was like is an artist name, but is also a circle. Shibayan. Same records. thing
3: with uh, Tori, I think too, right?
0: Yeah, you have you have different instances where that's the case, but circles aren't strictly tied to say their individual person or their knit group of people because or even genre because all the time you have people going from one one circle to another you have 3l who are you know like just different artists who are vocalists that will do works for multiple circles like
2: sure however however this is mostly prominent in like singers more so than any other any other um your rango
0: your arranger is going to be more like tied
2: to the circle
0: like
3: Masayoshi Minashima mm. but I mean like vocalists like Renko, Sairu Fit, um milky-chan they they move around
2: a lot but even in the more traditional arts like um like a, a band like Mikos they only they only really have multiple vocalists who move around like instrumentalists like uh like marotis they don't they stick around it's yeah, they do. primarily the vocalists who move around
3: Though I do see guitarists move around from time to time, uh, and, and instrumentalists for sure, especially in circles like uh, uh, Thousand Leaves, uh, who do not only amazing power metal, amazing death metal, amazing thrash metal, amazing black metal, they do symphonic orchestrals. So it's like, what? And they got people who just do symphonic orchestrals,
2: yeah. That's all that's kind of the sad story with uh, H, you know, where they're um. He originally started off as a sort of like power metal guy, but then um, the after a staff change, uh, they transitioned into both um, into like jazz and electronica. And the the guy who originally made the death metal is no, the guy who originally made the power metal is nowhere to be found. Fair.
0: So our next song here is from the album Identity, it is from Seraphit again here, and after that is something from the album Grateful Days, uh, Red Moon Ruler, and we'll be right back after that in so Radio Live, number 72.
7: It's not the matter of
0: You're here in Gensokia Radio Live, number 72 tonight. All right. We're in the last 20 minutes or so of the show, and we've just got a bit more to go. So, besides news at GR... Well, we have more news at GR, which is kind of interesting. But, uh, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, one of the largest Toho-based Discord servers, uh... Previously had partnership with Discord, renounced their public or their renounced their partnership. So they they decided, hey, we're no longer going to be partners. And there there is an honestly what I feel is kind of a dumb reason for this. But they like to give you some perspective. This server has over 5,000 members and is really quite one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, sort of Toho centric Discord server. Um, they dealt with it democratically. Uh, They said, you know, do we want partnership still or no? And more people voted no. And the reason for that is because of Discord's policy where partnered servers cannot have NSFW channels.
2: So what are your thoughts on that? (sighs) Porn drives every industry out there. That's just how it works.
3: (laughs) But here's, here's my view on it. I don't care what they do. But I I have this view where we need, I think, when it comes to us and our fandom, we need to kind of, like, separate ourselves a little bit from well, the NSF view for, a little bit.
0: For us, th- I mean, this it's literally been written in our terms since the very beginning.
3: Well, I'm GR. not talking about GR. I'm talking about, like... Just we need to make the community just a, li- a like a lot more accessible for younger audiences to come in because these games are truly um you're right very compelling Actually, and good and i and it's very hard to go get like music and albums without having to dig through that stuff and go through that stuff on some import um, import sites and stuff like that and i think we need to find a way to separate it out i mean it is it's it's not so much a problem but it makes it a problem if you get my drift.
0: Okay, so it's, it's, I'm I'm actually trying to look into this right now. What is like you had mentioned Toho as your reflections? What is that game rated? Like should it should it not have an ESRB rating?
3: Uh, I want to say it's rated T. Most of them are rated T. Okay. Um, hey hey hey.
2: All with, all my interactions are uh, not rated by the ESRB. Yeah yeah
3: yeah. I gotta I gotta check. I gotta I bought a digital copy. It's like the only digital copy Toho game that I have. But Um, majority of them are actually rated like E, um, from what I've seen, but, um, a lot of them, because some of them have online elements, they get rated T or something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, a a, a lot of the base rating is really just like, you know, it's, it's got like a, a theme that incorporates a certain element of violence. Like it, it may not be particularly graphic, but just because, you know, it say it's a, I don't know, like a. Like an FPS or something. I mean, obviously, that's going to be rated probably higher than that.
2: Um, Assuming Reco has a gun, therefore, thirteen point five is M.
0: I'm right now. I'm
3: right now opening up my Switch to go find out right. where, well, what the what the ESRB rating on that specific. Anyway,
0: game is- my 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 point with that really is just like. You have a point in that there are more games that are going to be more accessible to people here, um, and if, I mean they they dealt with it democratically i'm not saying that like that's the wrong move for their server apparently it was the right move for their server because more people wanted that but in terms of just general accessibility for the community i think uh you know there there are tons of communities out there for this yeah. particular fan group if you will uh ours I- just being very music centric and we've always sort of held that that view where you know it's that's 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 not part of what we're about. So it's never really been a a thought even like, you know, so.
3: Well, and here's, here's the thing. And I think we, I think it's just something that maybe it's just me, but I think we carved uh, as GR carved ourselves a little niche where we become like, where we are the entry point. I feel like we are a great entry point for anybody to get in. And because we can we can expose you to the games, the music, the art, without having you to slug through NSFW. I feel like that is like what we, we've we built so far, unintentional to what our original intentions are. I think that is what would become slowly over time as time progressed since 2011, that we are the gateway and we need to kind of yeah. bolster that up a little bit. By the way, the game is rated T and it's only rated that because of violence.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting that you mention the word gateway, because uh, that kind of leads into my next uh, point here, where we had to do some working with TuneIn. Uh, we've had our station listed on TuneIn for several years, but the problem with that is we've had our old logo or some older version of it stuck on there for some time. Uh, most people aren't going to really remember this, but the TuneIn logo was a the letter G, with like sort of a Saturn ring type looking thing that went a- around and in front and behind, uh, it was more of a crescent shape than an actual ring. Uh, and it just said gunsoacurity.net on the ring. Um, and it was stuck that way for a while and we had submit, you know, can, can we please get this changed to our actual logo that appears literally everywhere else? Holy, and, holy crap.
4: That's
3: an and, old logo. Yeah. Cause that was the logo before I was in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was some other branding that we wanted to put on there in between that letter G or whatever and the current one, which we've had for some time and we actually commissioned. So, um, but so we, we finally got through to them and it's changed on there. But we had to, you know, like anytime you submit a change to TuneIn, you also have to re enter the stuff like the description your endpoints for people to listen to so that TuneIn knows like how to actually connect to your station and stuff like that. And so one of the things we updated, and so that I'll be updating sort of across the board, is our, our slogan. We've had, well, as of right now, three slogans, the third one being the current one. Um, the The first one was, you know, Welcome to the Toa Music Universe. And we, we sort of mentioned uh, that a little bit here and there still even today. Like, it's just there is so much music there's literally uh as of 5 or so years ago when we really had a more comprehensive count were more than 40,000 songs um i right, we don't actually know how many there are these days but we're we're sure it's over 50,000 at this point like there's no way it's not um uh, the uh the one after that was just Music, Games, Toho, because those are, even still today, are sort of three core areas that we focus on. The music comes first. We're a radio station first. That's what we do. The games are such a huge part of it because the music comes from the games, plus our community obviously loves gaming. I mean, if they didn't, I don't think they'd really like what we do anyway, but maybe I'm wrong. And the current one is, like you mentioned the word gateways, is that Gensoku Radio is your gateway to finding... The the best fan made arranges of Toho music. So it's, uh, and I think that goes hand in hand with our logo because our our logo is a Tori or a Shrine Gate, which you'll find many, many of them in Japan. And it just has little EQ bars underneath. Uh, And that was designed by uh, Rosanna. And, you know, she did a great job with that. Uh, She also did one of our handouts uh, in a, a year past. And, I think it's, it's great, you know. <laughs> I'm quite pleased with it. And so I think we needed to kind of wrap it all together. So I got that done. But the tune in thing was the main part. I just had, you know, that was a little extra thing that I uh, did at the same time.
4: Woo!
3: We finally got that done.
0: Yeah. Woo-hoo. So with that said, um, that's pretty much all we've got for this one. We've got about 10 minutes left in the show. And I know kind of before we end out here, We're going to play one more song from uh, Bullet Hell, the album, just to get that uh, out of the way and going here. So we can do that either right now and sort of have the last few minutes as sort of the closing piece. Okay. All right. I guess that's what we're doing. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that would be a good idea, and then we'll close it out. Cause okay. I'm gonna have to go get pizza soon.
0: DMJ is gonna like this one because our next song is from the album Game Holic from Herbivora. Oh, oh, oh progressive shit! Oh. progressive <laughs> gen, progressive <laughs> gen. It's... There is a
2: Pokemon song on that album.
0: Yeah, I know. Interesting. Uh, it's uh, called The Hidden, and then after that. We've got another one from Rashad, and we'll be right back after that. Gensokyo Radio Live number 72. Stick around. Come okay. And so Q Radio Live number 72 tonight, an energetic way to finish the evening with uh, Bad Apple featuring Christina V from Rashadi B's Bullet Hell album. Uh, apparently people have been ordering it. We did mention earlier in the show that uh, there's only like four or five more signed copies. So if you haven't grabbed yours, you definitely go and do that, RashadiB.com. It's on the front we're page, the you can go to the, the merch tab, and if they don't have any more, then I guess you said you were going to be getting more sometime soon, right?
1: Y- yeah, yeah, the, probably like another uh, batch of like 100 or so, and like the, the the orders per day have been petering around slightly since the release, so they should be hanging around a little while, but pretty low right now.
3: Hopefully we're, we're here to can... boost this up with this show. Yeah, that's what we're here to help you with.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely, <laughs> I appreciate it, guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, interesting Sort of note about that. Uh, there was w- one of our fans has a store through what is it? I think Adagio Teas. I think it is, uh, where they had like f- something like forty different um, mixes or flavors of tea, and they're all Toho themed. They all have like cute little fan art that kind of goes on the tin or or the bag or whatever, uh, depending on what size you get, and um I th- th- it was like they didn't give us anything for doing this I just said hey I kind of like what you're doing um I will do this for you but in exchange I want to know like how we've impacted your sales or whatever like and they said yeah sure go for it because it's basically free advertising for them right um and so what we found after about a month of that is that their their sales went up like a thousand a lot um i'm i'm hmm. going to say they made at least a thousand dollars
2: more than they would have otherwise oh man so okay i heard like i was hearing the progression into a thousand percent in my head you I know it,
1: no no yeah same
0: well yeah me too they they also said that they hadn't had a sale in a couple months so it would have been infinite percent technically <laughs> uh selling one would have done that but uh we got a lot of people on that bandwagon and trying uh, different kinds of tea that they wouldn't have otherwise. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I think that's. I'm not saying it's going to be as big of a signal boost for for Bullet Hell, but uh, oh, that's I'm, it's perfectly fine anyway. I'm, way, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be a few more because of our show and uh, sort of mentioning it here and there. So yeah, definitely,
3: definitely in here. And before we close out the show, I kind of want to do this. Go sub to this boy here, Rashad. Aww. He is he deserves so much so much love
1: oh gosh
3: he's a great guitarist he makes fun videos totally go check out that snail house cover i'm dropping it in general i'm gonna (laughs) spam it in there i don't care at some point
2: if i get a good car i'll take you for a ride
1: (laughs) (laughs) well geez thanks so so much guys
3: yeah you 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 changed like how i kind of almost want to learn guitar Almost, just a hey, little you bit. do it. I should, I got to get time. I work a nine to five. Well, not a nine to five, more like a six to six, but still.
0: <laughs> but you
1: <Yeah, dude>, definitely <laughs> do it. It's, it's fun, it's rewarding. I mean, I do it just to relax. And so, you know, I make a living doing it now, so.
3: Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. I mean, geez, this is this is awesome. I finally yeah, got man. to talk like, to Rashad. Yeah,
0: I, I, was, I remember talking to Archive about this uh, a couple months back, and I, I said, yeah, here's who we're thinking of getting on the show, and he was like, his reaction was literally, how are you going to do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah. Just th- ask. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, honestly, like, that's how it just, that's how it goes. Most people are just regular people. They just, you know, go go poke them and maybe they'll respond
1: I'm just a normal guy
0: yeah, yep. yeah so, so if you guys
3: want if you guys want Bullet Hell it's on Spotify Google Play Bandcamp iTunes his website iTunes Apple Music go listen to this album it is the easily the most accessible Toho album for anybody out there to get into thank hey, you so much for coming on
1: yeah yeah absolutely thanks so much for having me again
3: uh, see you hey. later I guess
0: yeah,
1: yeah I'm gonna just <laughs> Peace
0: out. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening tonight. It's OK Radio Live number 72. We will see you next time.